Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. If you've not already, I do want to encourage you to check out my ebook, All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo, and its sequel, All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet. Uh, in the ebooks, I examine the careers and histories of seven great fictional detectives and policemen, as well as life lessons that can be drawn from their careers. It is available as an ebook wherever fine ebooks are sold or as an audiobook on Audible or the iTunes Store. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby. And the title is Wife and Her Friends. Mystery is My Hobby. Tonight's story began one evening last spring. Inspector Noah Danton and I had gone again to San Francisco for a few days' vacation. Inspector Barrows of that city had an unusually busy season. And when he received word that a murder had been committed in the suburban community of Sausalito, he asked us to investigate. We were glad to lend any assistance we could, although, of course, we weren't aware of the conversation that had taken place earlier that evening between the murdered man and his wife. Bill, darling, you're home early. Hello, Betty. You look particularly lovely tonight. Expecting company? Company? Who'd come out on such a night to see little me? It is bad out. Fog's so thick you can cut it with a knife. I walked home. Bill. Yeah? Aren't you going to kiss me? Oh, of course, darling. Don't call that much of a kiss. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I've got a lot on my mind. Oh, it's good to be home. Anything exciting happen today? Exciting? Nothing exciting ever happens to me, and you know it. <laughs> Being married to stay old Billy is somewhat boring, huh? Oh, I don't mean it that way, Bill. Okay, honey. I know I'm a bit stodgy. Hey, been out at all today? In this fog? I should say not. Haven't left the house since morning? I've already told you. So what in the world's the matter with you? Matter with... Oh, nothing, honey. Why? You're asking me so many questions. I would think that you didn't... Trust me. Not trust you? Oh, darling, what a thing to accuse me of. I'm not accusing you, it's you. Oh, forget it, honey. I know it's kind of jumping me. Well, so am I. Are they? Well, it's good to be sitting in front of my own fireplace. You know, honey, this is the kind of life I've always dreamed about. Well, I'm glad you're satisfied. Yes, they're a home and a beautiful and loyal wife. Those are the things that a man prizes. There are other things that are important, too. Oh, yes, I suppose there are. Excitement, huh, honey? You know, darling, I've often thought that it was an act of faith that brought us together. Oh, that's nonsense. Yes, sir, an act of faith. 
I'd gone on for years, sort of waiting for the right girl to come along. And then I met you. Bill, for goodness sakes, why are you always talking so sentimentally about the past? Why not the I like to, honey. I like to. That's the way I am. You go along for years dreaming about something, hoping for something, and then suddenly it happens. You feel lucky. You like to think about it. Well, do you have to talk about it, too? It helps to talk. I want you to know how much this means to me, Betty. How much I appreciate it. And you. How grateful I am for that act of faith that brought us together. Bill, must we continue to talk about oh, no, it? No, I suppose not. So long as you know how important it is to me to have a home and a loyal wife. I know. Oh, say, by the way, I met an old friend of yours today. An old friend of mine? Yes. What the devil did he say his name was? It was Ted, Ted, that's it. Uh, Ted Morrison. Oh, aren't you going to ask me about it? Oh, how is Ted? Oh, he's fine. He's fine, darling. We had quite a talk. Quite a talk? Uh, what did you talk about? Old times, mostly. We got along swell. He's like I am. <laughs> Likes to hash over the past. I, I suppose you'd call us a couple of sentimentalists, huh? Yes, a couple of sentimentalists. <laughs> Ted's got a big kick out of television. How he and another chap, uh, let me see, I think you said the other chap's name was uh, uh, Bob Wheeler. We're both in love with you back in Chicago. Oh, that? Oh, oh and we were only children. But you're a bunch of kids. Ted was pretty upset, though, when you decided to marry Bob instead of him. Now, by the way, we're, um, why was it you didn't marry Bob, right? Oh, yeah, I... I decided at the last moment that I didn't love him. Oh, so that's how <laughs> You know what Ted thought? He thought that Bob found out that you were two-timing, and he decided not to marry you. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Why, the idea... Oh, he's a card, that Ted. He got things all twisted. <laughs> know what else you said? I'm not interested, Bill. I think we better stop. No, I want you to hear this, honey. It's really funny. Ted said that after Bob turned you down... You went back to Ted and begged him to marry. That's a lie. <laughs> Ted says he laughed in your face. Yeah. And so you threatened to go out and marry some other guy. That's not true. He said he didn't believe you'd do it, though. You really love him. I don't. I mean, Ted Morrison is a conceited, small-minded... Sure, honey. That's what I thought. But let me tell you the rest of it. I'll not listen to any more. Oh, yes, you will. Sit down there, darling. This payoff will kill you. Bill Ayers, let me up. What's gotten into you? Ted said that he heard you'd come to San Francisco and married a guy. And sent him a newspaper clipping of the wedding. That's dirty. He said that he'd heard that Bob Wheeler had followed you here and that you and Bob were seeing each other regularly. Oh, Ted's crazy. He made that up. Sure, honey, sure. Ted came to San Francisco, too. He said he knew you'd only married your present husband to be spiteful. You really loved him. Stop, Bill. Let me up. The way you're staring he at me. He said he came to the house and you welcomed him with open arms. Yeah. He said you went out together secretly. He said he wanted you to divorce the guy you'd married, but but you wouldn't. Bill, you're hurting me. Let go my arm. He said he got sick of doing things that way, so he decided to come to the guy you'd married and talk it over man to man. They're all lies. Lies. Everything he told you was a lie. Oh, they were lies, honey. That's what I told him. And to prove he was a dirty liar, I invited him up here tonight. Bill. Yeah. He should be here any minute. <laughs> That's the way to settle things, Betty. You get all the parties together, let everybody tell everybody else... They're liars to the face. I won't stay here. I won't. You're despicable to do this to me. I won't stay here. Right on time. Oh, no, it's too late, honey. You couldn't get out of this now, no matter what you did. You just sit there and relax, darling. You'll have a chance to vindicate yourself. Bill. Bill, come back here. 
You all alone, lady? For the time being, yes. Come into the living room, please. Your husband must have been a wealthy man, Mrs. Ayers. You were comfortable. In here, please. Thank you. No one in here, either. I still want to know her... Sit over there, Inspector Jackson. Uh, You may sit here, Mr. Drake. Thank you. Now, I'll sit here before the fire. Well, this is more like a tea party. uh, Tell me, Mrs. Ayers, how long was it after your husband was shot that you notified the police? I don't know, really. You see, I I fainted. When women don't want to talk, they can always say they fainted. Oh, but I do want to talk, Inspector Danton. I want to tell you everything I know if it'll help to catch the murderer of poor Bill. That's fine. Mrs. Ayers, were you and your husband happy together? Oh, yes. We were terribly, terribly happy. We just never had a cross word. Oh, isn't that sweet? And you can think of no one who wanted him uh, out of the way? No, I can't. Everybody just loved Bill. Well, Bart, we might as well go home. Everything seems to be... Inspector. Well, let's quit fooling around and get down to business. I want to know what happened to Morrison and Wheeler. Oh, the boys? Yeah, the boys. Well, they went out a few minutes ago. They, uh... They're looking, trying to find out who murdered Bill. Well, how do you like that? Our suspect's turning detective. Who knows? Maybe they'll accuse us of doing the shooting, eh? Oh, they wouldn't do that. They're both so nice. It must be a comfort to have your friends around at a time like this, Mrs. Ayers. Yes, it is. The boys are both so sweet. I, I don't know what I would have done if they hadn't come. Now, there's something. Uh, how did they both happen to be here, Mrs. Ayers? How did they happen to be here? Yeah, yeah. How, how did they happen to be here? Why, they just dropped in. Oh, they just dropped in, eh? A couple of your old boyfriends checking up on how you were getting along with your married life. You, you don't think that either Ted or Bob could have murdered... That's one reason we came over here, lady. To find out if they could have. Also to find out if you could have. I? Yeah. Are you implying that I could have shot my own husband? It's happened before, ma'am. As a matter of fact, some females make a habit of it. Betty, I want... Oh. Oh, you must be Barton Drake and Inspector Danton. Ted, Ted, they think we did it. It's awful. Oh, now, honey, there's no need to be alarmed. It's only natural that we're asking a few questions. Don't worry. Now, there's a guy with some sense, Bart. Yes. Since Mrs. Ayers called you Ted, I imagine you're Ted Morrison? Yeah, that's right. I'm Morrison. And the other young man, Robert Wheeler, is he around? Yeah. You see, Bob and I decided to search the house in the hope that we'd find something that might help you and Inspector Danton. Well, now, that's nice of the boy. And how did you know that Inspector Danton and I were expected, Ted? Sergeant Monaghan told me. Just as simple as that. I see. How soon after the murder did you arrive at the house, Ted? Mm, About three hours afterwards. Uh Uh-huh. And how did you know it was three hours later, my lad? (laughs) Uh, That's supposed to be a clever question, Inspector Danton. I don't get it. Bill was shot at four o'clock this afternoon, and I got here to the house at uh, about seven o'clock. Couldn't be any more simple. Yeah. Exactly when did you learn that Ayers had been murdered, Ted? About a quarter to seven. I was passing a newsstand and read what had happened in the headlines. I came here immediately. I see. Did you buy a paper? Buy one. No. No, I wanted to get to Betty as soon as I could. I think it's terrible of you to ask Ted all these questions. He wouldn't harm anyone. They have to question us, honey. It's all right. Bob, it's a lucky thing you feel that way because we haven't begun yet. Now, what I want to know is, 
How could you read about the murder in a newspaper so soon after it happened? I'm afraid you'll have to take that up with the editor of the paper, Inspector. Possibly he got out a special edition. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Well, we can check that later. What are you doing over there, Bart? Just looking around, Inspector. Just looking around. Ah, here's something. The late afternoon edition of the San Francisco Ledger. Late afternoon edition? Hmm. Say anything about the murder? Yes, it does. It's right here on the front page. Huh? Ted, if you didn't buy a copy of the ledger, how on earth... Oh, this is silly trying to trap poor Ted with a lot of unimportant questions. Bob brought that paper here. Bob? Yes, Bob Wheeler. And for your information, he got here about five minutes after Ted. So all your clever detection is for nothing. Is it, Mrs. Ayers? Tell me exactly where were you when your husband was shot. Where was I? Mm -hmm. I was here in this room. You didn't follow him to the door. Why, I I guess I did. It would be natural, wouldn't it? I heard the shot and Bill cried out. I wouldn't just sit here. Probably not. But what you could have done was to reach into that table drawer and uh, take out this. <gasps> Jumping Judas! A gun! Yes, recognize it, Mrs. Ayers. Yes. It's mine. Where did you find it? Beneath the papers on that table there, Mrs. Ayers. It's a thirty-eight caliber revolver and one shot has been fired. Holy cow! Then that means... Look out, there's someone at the window! See a blame thing in this fog. Where do you suppose Joe and his boys are? Stop! Stop it, I sure. Does that answer your question, Inspector? Yep, yep. and so does that. Hey, Joe! This way, Inspector Danton. There they are, Inspector. There they are. Yeah. What happened, Joe? Who was it? Wheeler, sir. I'm afraid it's a dead. I'm afraid it's dead. Dead? Jumping Judas, did you? Don't blame the sergeant, Inspector. We both heard him order Wheeler to halt. Sorry, so it was pretty foggy. He refused to obey my command, so I let go of the burst. Okay, Joe. The guy was headed for the chair anyway. Well, Bud, I guess this settles things, doesn't it? If you mean that Wheeler murdered Bill Ayers, I think you're quite wrong, Inspector. Oh, yeah? Well, what more proof do Plenty. we need? We didn't have any proof that Wheeler killed Ayers, but I have positive proof that someone else did. Someone else? Oh. All in good time, Inspector. All in good time. Now, Joe... Send one of your boys down to headquarters with this gun. Check the fingerprints. Yes, sir. Then telephone the doctor. Young Morrison got a scalp wound, and it'll probably need more medical attention than Mrs. Ayers can give him. Yes, sir. Come along, Inspector. Let's get back to the house and sort out the final clue. Sure I am, honey. It's just a scratch. Let me put this bandage on your head. <laughs> okay, if it'll make you feel better. There. <laughs> you look funny. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> what happened to Drake and Danton? They went out looking for Bob. Bob? Well, then it was Bob who... Yes, I saw him at the window. Oh, Ted, the expression on his face was horrible. Well, what the devil do you suppose got into the guy? Why would he want to kill me? Ted, darling, don't you know... Can't you guess? Guess? Betty, you... You don't mean... 
He's in love with me, darling. When I married Bill, he was furious. Well, that... Then it was Bob who... Shot Bill? Yes. I was at the living room door. I saw him, Ted. Did he know you saw him? I don't think so. When he came back later, he acted quite innocent. Yes, but he must have heard us talking then. He must know. Yes, I'm sure of it. He listened at the door. Oh, the rat. So he figured if he shot me, he'd have a clear field. Oh, darling, why did all this have to come about? Why did you have to marry Bill in the first place? <laughs> to teach you a lesson, my dear. To make you sure that you really wanted me. Oh, darling. Darling, you know there's nothing in the world that could keep us apart. Ted? Ted? Well, well, well. Uh, Bart, did you say this guy needed a doctor? Inspector Denton, I resent that. So do I. I don't blame either one of you. Inspector, I think you owe these folks an apology. Huh? Yeah. An apology? Bart, are you crazy? This is the babe who was so terribly, terribly in love with her husband. I was in love with him, but that doesn't but mean that I... But you didn't fall immediately in love with someone else. Of course it doesn't, Mrs. Ayers. Such things happen all the time. Now, look here, Drake. Yes, Marson. I suppose you intended that to be sarcastic. Not at all, did. my boy, not at all. I see your head is well bandaged. May I have a look at the wound? You may not. Ted seriously hurt and I But you see, it. we've already sent for a doctor. If it isn't necessary, I want to retract the order. Just let me undo the bandage. That's it. Hmm. Well, it just grazed the scalp, eh? Inspector, let me have your handkerchief, please. Huh? A handkerchief? Oh, yes. Never mind, never mind. Here's one in Ted's breast pocket. I can use that. Listen, Drake, what is this? Nothing at all, my boy. Just wiping off some of the blood. There, Mrs. Ayers, you can replace the bandage. Replace it? But I... I... Answer that, will you, Inspector? It's probably headquarters reporting on the fingerprints. What fingerprints? Stanton speaking. If you think that finding my fingerprints on that gun is going to mean anything... I'm sure your fingerprints won't be on the gun, Mrs. Ayers. Yeah? Yeah. Is that a fact? Okay, thanks. Well, Inspector. That was Barrows. He says there weren't any fingerprints on the gun at all. Excellent. Now I know positively who it was that murdered Bill Ayers. Bob Wheeler. I saw him myself at the window. Does that prove he murdered your husband, Mrs. Ayers? Well, it certainly proves that he tried to kill Ted. Uh, speaking of Bob, what happened to him anyway? He's dead. He... Yes, yeah, Sergeant Monaghan yes. shot him when he tried to escape. Oh, that's terrible. Yes, it's Mrs. Ayers. It seems to me that it makes things rather convenient for you. Convenient for me? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Both your husband and Wheeler are dead. There's nothing now to stop you and Ted from uh, Just having... a minute, Drake. Take it easy, Bob. Before you come to any decision, Mrs. Ayers... You should know that it was Morrison here who shot your husband. That's a lie. I don't believe it. Ted wouldn't. Oh, yes, he would, Mrs. Ayers, and he did. It was Ted who rang the doorbell early this evening. Your husband saw he had a gun, started to run. Ted shot him in the back. Drake, you're crazy. You can't prove anything. Oh, yes, I can, Morrison. You came here earlier this evening. You stole Mrs. Ayers' gun from the living room table drawer. Then you returned. Following the murder, you replaced the gun in the drawer after first wiping off the fingerprints. Oh, don't believe him, Betty. He, he's trying to frame me. No, Morrison, you were trying to frame Mrs. Ayers. You wanted me to find her gun with one shot fired. You wanted me to believe it was she who murdered her husband. Ted, you didn't. Of course I didn't. 
Don't listen to him. You hated her, Morrison, because she married Ayers. You killed Ayers and tried to make it appear as though Betty were guilty. Oh, what nonsense. The fact that there were no fingerprints on the gun was your undoing, Ted. You wiped the gun clean so as to erase your own. You did it with the handkerchief that I took from your breast pocket. There are grease smudges on that handkerchief, Ted. Why, you dirty rat! Get away from me! Good boy. But there was quite a vacation. Yes, it was, Inspector. Sort of a busman's holiday, yeah. huh? <laughs> what time is this plane due in New York? Mm, not for quite a while yet. Plenty of time for a nap, Inspector. A nap? I don't need a nap. Oh. You think I'm an old man or something? <laughs> hey, what? Yes, Inspector. I still don't see what made you suspicious of Mars. Well, there were two things, Inspector. First, the fact that the gun was lying there on the table was a pretty obvious clue. Yes, so it was. Not even a dumb babe like Mrs. Ayers would have left the gun there if she'd killed her husband. That's the way I figured it, Inspector. Now, what else made you suspicious? The fog, Inspector. The fog? Yes. Morrison said he read the headlines of Ayers' murder in the newspapers. <laughs> I guess I am dumb. The story was in the papers. I saw it myself, and so did you. Yes, but Morrison said he read the headlines as he was passing the newsstand. Well? Well, Inspector, the fog was so thick that you couldn't distinguish a lamppost from a man, so how could he... <laughs> I get it, I get it, yeah. How could Morrison have read those headlines in the fog, eh? That's all, Inspector. Now, wait a minute. That's not all. No? No. Oh, oh, yes, Inspector. Mystery is my hobby. Welcome back. Well, I guess using fog in the solution uh, makes sense. You're in San Francisco, so of course the fog has got to play into it somewhere. It's a really interesting uh, relationship uh, between uh, Danton and Barton Drake uh, in terms of the typical unofficial detective and policeman uh, relationship. Sometimes it's rocky or even hostile, and, you know, occasionally it's friendly. Uh, here you have Denton and Drake uh, joined at the hips. I, and I think probably the closest uh, relationships along those lines that I can think of would be between Ellery Queen and Inspector uh, Queen, which makes sense since they're related. Uh, and, you know, if you go later on into television, uh, early TV, you have Herb Maris and uh, Lieutenant Weston, although they aren't quite as joined at the hip. Generally, uh, Herb Maris, since he's an attorney, he only uh, gets involved after uh, Lieutenant Weston has arrested the wrong man. He investigates a bit. And then Weston uh, comes in. Though they did go on vacation to a couple of different places just so they could, you know, have their main characters there. Uh, so I think that this is somewhat unique in having these two unrelated characters who are that close. All right. Well, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to thank Meg. Meg has been one of our Patreon supporters since September 2015, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Meg. 
And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then on Saturday, we'll be presenting T-Man uh, uh, first episode. And then uh, we will be back next Thursday, another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>